Three, two, one, ghost. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Three, Two, One, Ghost. I'm your host with the silent G, Kyle, joined by my co-host, Natalie. Hey, Natalie, how are you? Hi, I'm so good. You all can't see it, but I'm lighting my tongue on fire right now with a lighter. That's awful. You know, if you are... <laughs> You know, should have should have checked the research team before I'm going to say this, but if you're going to damage any part of your body or your skin, the skin in your mouth heals faster than any other part of your body. Is that true? You're nodding your head like that. I, I think I'm onto something. Um, it I okay. I'm not gonna like speak for my dentist, but sure. When I was asking about, I had like, I've had a lot of dental work and I had this like gum, like an oral surgery on my gums. And I asked him specifically how the hell your mouth like heals when it stays wet, because you know, you're supposed to keep wounds dry. Yeah. And apparently part of the reason why, and like the reason why you can like fight infection a little bit easier is because the skin in your mouth heals faster. It does feels differently. Yeah. So if, if anything, lighting your tongue on fire, but I don't know, is like, is... we don't condone that though, just for the record. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess there's, there's more places to do it. I mean, so I guess, if, so I guess she just heals extra fast. I don't know. Extra, extra fast. That's, that's very fast. See, we're, we're not, and we're not gifted with the same thing dogs have, or, you know, they always say that dogs have clean mouths. Like that's not true. Like dogs. I don't believe that assholes. at all. No, they don't. But <laughs> no. what they do have, um, because they're always sticking their tongues up their assholes so much is that <laughs> they have bacteria that it kills that a lot faster and it doesn't make them sick. Yeah. So it's just a double no. bacteria situation. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, hey, everybody, we're talking about 2009's <laughs> Jennifer's Body, um, starring Megan Fox and Amanda Seyfried and Johnny Simmons and J.K. Simmons. No relation, I don't think, but I didn't look <laughs> I don't it up. I think so. Um, Adam Brody, Amy Sedaris, Chris a Pratt. A lot of people in this movie. Um, fuck, you just remind me Lance Henriksen shows up at the end mm-hmm. there. You know, a there's cameo. a cameo. Yeah, there's a there's it's a fun cast. Um, and of course, yeah. directed by Karen uh Jesus, Karen Karasama. Karen Kusama. Kusama. My apologies. Sorry about that. I had it right back in front of me. It's um, her second time that we've had her one of her yeah. movies on here. She did the invitation. Yes. And dang, so that's like and and I think I brought up during the invitation episode. I think she she's currently in some capacity, maybe the executive producer on uh, Yellow Jackets. Did you ever watch that? Yeah, you you brought that up. I still haven't watched it. Um, maybe I should since I I love two of her movies. Um, this is this might be the first movie that we've talked about that has a female director and a female writer. I think so too. Um, this one, Rare, of course, it's written... Slim Pickens, y'all. <laughs> That's the challenge, right? Yeah. Um, uh, of course, you know, written by Diablo Cody, who mm-hmm. this is her first major film after Juno, I think. Yeah, I think she, I think they came out, she wrote them in the same year is what oh, really? I had read. Yes, that's where I got the 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 writing um, date from because Juno came out, I think in 2007. So she wrote both in the same year, but they didn't come out in the same year. So good on her because Juno was was a success. I'm not a fan, but um, yeah, that did well. 
you know, it's it's been such a long time since I watched it that I don't know. And not that Diablo Cody is like responsible for any criticism, you know, for all criticisms I have against that mm-hmm. movie, if I even remember any. But I mean, I just remember it being like well acted and, you know, generally well written. Yeah. It's just that, you know, of course, what we'll run into is just, you know, that very, um, you know, Diablo Cody's version of what teenagers sound like. You know, we have very stylized versions that we've seen especially in teen thrillers like kevin williamson and scream right where like teenagers talk in a very specific way that i don't know actually exists (laughs) Um, (laughs) okay so this is I, i think this is why i didn't enjoy juno so much and this movie doesn't suffer from this for me because i do enjoy it but anything that takes place in high school that is around the time, like the years surrounding that we were in high school feels harder to watch because I'm like, that's not what we were saying. That's not what we were doing. Um, But some of this movie, I actually think gets it really right. Like, I think that she does a pretty good job with some scenes. Um, But yeah, it's, it's so hit and miss when you're, when you have adults writing teenagers talking, like, I'm like, did they hang out with some, like, I would hang out with a group of teenagers and just write down some of like what they're saying if i if i was going to write lines for them someone half my age i don't know what to call it this real just like quirk speak you know mm-hmm. it's uh kind of interesting now and we'll, and we'll talk a little bit as 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 we go about where i struggle with it being both very problematic but then also like ah, pretty representative of shitty teenagers even mm-hmm. circa 2009 but mm-hmm. um I guess let me back up really quick here. This came out probably in, you know, like peak, like Megan Fox. Like, I think this was like maybe, mm-hmm. I think even the same year as the second Transformers movie. Um, yeah. It was the one, which I think she's only in the first two. Um, and gosh, she gets a, she gets a bad rap and a lot of, well, of course, a lot of sexist bullshit. Right. Mm-hmm. Um she not only like works in this movie but like i just can't see anybody else in this role like i i she i think really kind of elevates it a lot of ways i think she's fantastic who who else could deliver some of those lines that she has like some of the things that she says one or like she has to say some of the most terrible things but also like two she says really dumb teenagery things and she's selling it to me like i believe that she is this girl like I've met this girl, like she feels, she feels real to me. And I, I absolutely love that. And I agree. I think Megan Fox gets a lot of shit and um, I've always liked her. I always thought she was great. Um, I think she's a great actress. I think she's beautiful. I think because she's so beautiful, that's where the sexist like criticisms come from. Like if you didn't look the way you look and you acted the way you act, people wouldn't hire you. But um, whether or not that's true doesn't matter. And I think she does great. Everything I've seen her in, I think she's great in. I don't like those Transformers movies, but um, she's fine. I, those, there were a couple Ninja Turtles movies she was in. Oh, that were those are the real worst. rough. 
real rough, <laughs> but I will give her credit. She's doing the best she can. She with is. That. So considering that is the circumstances, none of that is her fault at all. Uh, yeah. Um. And what is the name of that Netflix thriller movie where she's like left for dead? Mm. Um, we watched that together, right? Yeah. It's called Till Death. I loved that movie. I thought that was so fun. We only yes. watched it once. So I'm maybe saying loved is a strong word, but I thought it was super fun. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, especially, yeah, I don't know. I thought I'd it was put that fun. on. If you're, if you're bored and you're bored, I'll watch it. Um, and I think it touched on something that I absolutely agree with is the way she delivers this dialogue. Now, the, the, some of this language, whew, whew, it is rough, but then some of it is also like just very just, you know, yeah, the writing just feels like it's just very stilted and clunky. And you, yeah. and, and I see other actors in this movie, you know, as much as I like Amanda Seyfried, um, it just comes off very clunky, you know, whereas, mm-hmm. hey, Megan Fox, good for her. That is like an acrobatic tight wire, a tightrope act or whatever yeah. to deliver that so well and so convincingly that I agree. I you know, I, I, I knew her in high school, yeah. you know, like, yeah. so it's, um, sorry. The first thing I said about Amanda Seyfried is, you know, is the, the clunkiness, but I think she mm-hmm. works really well too. Yeah. I actually think she's really great. I, the, where I think she shines the most actually is when she's not having normal conversations. So if she's really pissed, like in her moments of anger or sadness, she's really great. Or if she is like showing any admiration or like attraction towards Jennifer, that's where I think she really shines when she's having normal conversation. And she says like, she's evil, not just like high school evil, like lines like that. Like, you're just like, eh, like fine. But um, something that we were talking about earlier um, off pod was any of these movies between like, for like for some reason like it hits real hard in like 2000 through like maybe 2013 I want to say that you get like a lot of really rough outdated language so if you're a younger if you're of a younger listener variety like just know people were actively saying these words daily in our high school like this is very real and this movie feels like a time capsule to me so like when you when you hear them say it like it feels really shocking now from a 2023 lens. But like when I first watched this movie, like I don't think that I would have flinched at any of this, like just knowing that that's what we were living and breathing every day. Even if I found it offensive, it like, that's just, that's just what it was. And they say words that actually I've never even heard before. Like they combine freak with the R word. And I was like, that is not something anyone has ever said. I don't think. Well, and then that's that's the problem with it. We'll just dive right into that real quick. Um, and that's kind of yes, you know, I I don't, you know, unfortunately, I I don't think I would have batted an eye as much like watching this movie. Um, but yeah, kind of like the example that you use, you know, Amanda Seyfried says it to you know to her boyfriend. Um, at some point in the movie, I think maybe when they meet in the park, but mm. you're just like, okay, well, I don't remember anyone saying that though. So now you're just like introducing that and you're like, you know, cutesying it up. New new terminology for people to use. 
you're making it sound like, oh, it's like just it's hip and cute and quirky and to just a new way to say ableist language. There's a lot of homophobic language in this. There's a lot of racist language in this. Um, dang, this movie has so much working for it that you're just like, yeah, Fuck, you know, well, so it's and like, like, I think teenagers today are actually like better than teenage, like when we were teenagers, like they are more respectful. I think there's less bullying and maybe I have like a California bias, but like the teenagers that I have interacted with are lovely now. Like they're so much better. I mean, they still frighten me quite a bit, but like it, there's just something about them that they're like, if they don't like someone, they're not like actively bullying them. They just stay away from them. It's just very different behavior, a little, a little bit of a different level of respect. They still hate their parents. That's fine. You know, they still want to go off and fuck. That's fine. Like, you know, it's just this, um, like I remember in high school, you probably remember this too. Like I remember people asking me just so everyone knows my, my husband was also my high school boyfriend. Um, so cute. Be- because he hugged his friends, Kyle included, because they like hugged hello and goodbye. People were like, wait, isn't he gay? Literally just because he hugged his friends. Like that's where we were at in 2003, four, five. Like, so way different world now. So I, it's, it was fun watching this movie and just seeing, God, the clothes. Oh, they're so bad. Other than um, Needy's 80s prom look. But like, it, it is such a, such a bad time for fashion. Yeah, that that dress at the end. I was like, is, was that supposed to be Molly Ringwald's dress from Pretty in Pink? I felt like it was. It's similar, just as, but like, it's just different enough and obnoxious. Yeah, yeah, it's just different enough that it's not a good like callback. I don't know, but I I think she looks great. Like I, I wore an eighties dress, an eighty a vintage eighties dress to prom. So there you go. Oh, At yeah. that time, or around that time. I think I wore whatever the cheapest option was at that top rental place <laughs> in the mall. Um, yeah, as you right. do, you know, I think I, I remember plenty of times, I think you and I, or no, not you and me, but you know, um, your husband, Joel and I <laughs> going together and doing that. And then we also, because you'd get the suit, you get to have it like a full day, like after the prom yeah. or the winter formal or whatever. So we were like, well, hold on, dude, like, let's let's make good use of these let's wear these out you know <laughs> just walking to the to the hometown buffet or the you know or a, i don't know walking probably just walking yeah, to the mall, get, whatever we were get doing. your fucking money's worth absolutely absolutely you know one interesting thing about this movie is um you know one lobbed criticism towards the marketing is mm-hmm. that um you know, there was a feeling that this movie was marketed really to young bo- teenage boys yes. um, and people. And that it should seen... have been the opposite. <laughs> well, I was going to ask, like, you know, so, you know, they think, you know, this idea that, oh, we should market it to these teen boys that like Megan Fox, you know, because mm-hmm. as we all know, fans of, you know, geek nerddom online are kind to actresses, you know, and follow yeah whatever whatever and even then with like transformers it's like it's like no one's going to see like oh fuck now i gotta go see the new shia labeouf movie they tried i think to push him (laughs) into i don't know they tried but 
but yeah, I, it, I was going to ask, I mean, did you think that was a good idea? Like, I, I think I agree that they should have uh, marketed it to, to girls, right? Or at least. So one major flaw. So yes, the marketing is, was fucked. Like if you watch the trailers, it's, it's literally like just really sexualizing everything, which it is a very sexual movie. So I don't think that that's wrong. It is but... about a succubus. Yes, it is about a succubus, but I I read a couple articles on this and it is confirmed that the marketing team was all male and they did not watch the film. So they read a synopsis, mm. they saw Megan Fox in it, and they created this marketing campaign. Now, I might be a weird exception for a couple reasons. One... I'm a huge horror fan and have been since I was a kid. So anything that came out that was horror, like I was going to watch it, but it did feel like it was marketed towards boys. And then the second thing being like, I think Megan Fox is super hot. So if there's an opportunity to see her in less clothes, like I also was going to go for that. Like I, I think she is so incredible to look at. Um, But they should have marketed it towards girls because the movie itself was really misunderstood and a lot of the like heavier and deeper themes didn't shine through and even seeing it as a 22 year old like I didn't I I didn't get it the first time I watched it I watched it a year later and I liked it more but watching it now as an adult I loved it so I've only seen this movie three times and now like I've grown a greater appreciation for it. But yeah, the marketing was was terrible. Like her on the desk and the schoolgirl uniform. They don't even wear uniforms. Or maybe she was wearing a denim skirt. Um, she's a... Oh, holding an apple, is, though. She is a cheerleader. Oh, yeah. They she do is show a that very briefly. For two seconds. For two seconds, yeah. Yeah. One thing I think overall, I, li- I like their friendship a lot. How believable do you find their friendship to be? I only find their friendship believable because the character of Jennifer, again, she is a girl like that I feel like I've known and she's this beautiful girl that is deeply insecure and she has a friend that she feels like she can boss around and step on. So there's that dynamic, which is like, unfortunately, a very toxic female friendship trait that happens a lot. But there's also that dynamic of like, clearly, there is more than a friendship here. Like, there is, I wouldn't even call it queer coding. Like, I feel like it's very out in the open. Like, these two have feelings for each other. And I think it's more so coming from on Needy's side. So she definitely is drawn towards Jennifer and willing to do more for her because there's feelings there. So... Yeah, I mean, I, you know, like she's accused of it really early on, you mm-hmm. know, when they first introduced Jennifer at the, um, you know, when she's doing cheerleading and the boyfriend's yeah. doing the drum thing. And then, you know, she's, well, and then Needy is called les- gay, Um Which is not a real again, word. Like, no one okay. said that. No one said that then. Yeah. So, but then I was like, I don't, I was like, is that even, and I guess, you know, it's just right. Yeah. Like any sort of like, you know, same sex, just just admiration towards a friend is yeah. seen as is is queer and it's so strange we're like i don't know just like how excitedly they like wave at each other i'm like 
I know friends that get that stoked for each other. Yeah, all the that time. didn't like that's see not... that didn't feel that didn't feel queer to me at all. The wave actually, I think her friend was like using other contexts, but like for instance, when they're at the bar and they're watching the band, and um, Jennifer grabs Needy's hand and they're holding hands. The way that she looks at her when they're holding hands, like that is a look of like, like you've had a situation where someone held your hand and like, you weren't expecting it. Like it like is exciting. And like, you feel like you're like beaming, like she's giving that look of like, that is not friendship. I hold hands. I've held hands with friends a million times and I don't beam like that. Like that's, that's a, a beaming of like a different type of attraction. And I think for, Jennifer, I think she uses that to her advantage because she knows it's there, but she does have, you know, those same feelings um, back, which could just be sexual, could be more, but um, they even say like, she's like, we could play boyfriend, girlfriend, like we used to when she says they're going to have a sleepover. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's definitely, there's a a deeper, a deeper connection there. Yeah. They both seem very sexually fluid, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would like to have seen more of this, though. I I get I feel like sometimes it's always just kind of um, or at least in the movie, it's said, you know, or implied rather than shown. And it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, like I and I think it's because we're supposed to, you know, be probably familiar with either be in a friendship like this or know people that are in a friendship like that. Mm -hmm. Maybe that sort of kind of implied understanding, you know, but I would have liked to see a little bit more, especially of like, you know, Jennifer being like mean to her. Cause like, I don't think she's particularly mean to needy necessarily at first. Like there's, you know of course she doesn't care about you know needy's own personal life like with her boyfriend and is like no we're we're going now let's go even though it didn't take Mm -hmm. that much pushing from jennifer for needy to to agree to go right no so yeah i don't know you just so i would like to see a little bit more of that so here's another thing like so Mm -hmm. one of the things that i think makes jennifer more mean needy says it like while she's narrating she's like oh like i can't wear low-cut things because cleavage is jennifer's thing like that's a very controlling thing to do as a friend and like uh, amanda Seyfried, she has really large breasts like she has great boobs so like if she was showing them off absolutely she'd be in jennifer's place like at, at this time come on now like have you seen have you they show her in a bra but they like that's the whole joke about like karen in mean girls that character right. that she plays like she's like she's she very busty so like the weather right yeah yeah so like things like that where it's like oh you're the one who always wears hats so like or like i'm the one who always wears hats so you can't wear hats because that's my thing that's a very controlling thing to do in a friendship. And it's so confusing because at the bar, she like grabs like Amanda Seyfried's chest and says like, these things are your, like your ticking time bombs. Like these are your yeah. weapon. And I'm like, bitch, you won't let me show them off. Yeah. Like, you told me to cover these girls up. Yeah. <laughs> what? So yeah. <laughs> so but that's the thing. It? She's yeah. like, and I, I think too, the other thing that is, interesting about needy's character is that like she has this like deep relationship with her boyfriend um is his name chip that's so dumb chip, um, yeah. 
chip. And, you know, like he mentions like that he went and got more condoms at the store. And I was like, wait, have they been having sex this whole time? If they got more, but she's not show-offy about it. Like Jennifer is like, she's just, you know, they're in a relationship. They, they do their thing. She's not telling the whole world about it. I, I watched this movie a couple times leading up to this. And one thing that flipped, it's been flipping quite, you know, quite a bit back and forth for me is my feelings towards Chip. Um, and Chip I think can go I'm, fuck himself. <laughs> He's my target of the week. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. I'm curious because I, my first watch this week, I was like, fuck Chip. But then it's like, I think, ah, oh, Jesus, I'm just like, it's kind of bringing this full circle. It's like when we're talking about how this movie was marketed to boys, like, I don't know if every boy is getting the same sort of like cautionary tale, this, you know, lesson out of this that like I am watching yeah. this, you know, it's, it's kind of like barbarian where there's like, there's different mm-hmm. versions of dumb little shitheaded boyness. You know what I mean? Now, of course, pretty extreme with barbarian. And then also in this movie, like, yes, you can also be Adam Brody, you know, and sacrifice some, you know, someone to, to Satan, but could do that. There's also just like little, there's like little just, oh, just cringe things that Chip does. But then also I'm like, I get back and forth. I'm also in the process, I think, of forgiving myself for a lot of cringy, dumb, stupid shit. I probably said, I definitely said. Yeah. um, As in like in high school and just ugh, in my just relationships with people. And oh my God. Well, okay. This is something that's fun about this movie is it flips the high school girl experience onto the boys because now young boys are being attacked and killed and usually it's young girls i mean it does happen to young boys as well but like when you leave the house as a teenage girl your mom or your dad is like you can't wear that like or you need to bring pepper spray or who are you going to walk home with like and the boys are experiencing that in this movie like she gives him the pepper spray like that doesn't happen. That is a that is a woman's experience as a teen girl. So like that I thought was really fun because now like these young men are in danger. They don't know who's doing the attacking. So they don't, who knows like how easy or hard it would be to get out of that situation. I thought that that was really fun. And I didn't notice that angle until this time because, you know, I have an eight-year-old boy He'll eventually be a teenager and I'm not going to be handing him pepper spray. I'm going to be like, you need to ask for consent. Like it's not the conversations are so different. Whereas if I had a teenage girl, then it would be like safety first. So there's it's it. I thought it was fun that they flipped that. And I love the um, the mom, her like interaction with him, too, was really cute. But um, I just think this movie is like secretly smart, like about a lot of things if you actually watch it with the right lens not the Megan Fox's hot lens basically yeah I mean I I agree I think it takes a lot of tropes and horror and flips them and and I love that and it, it's just hard because it's like watching the movie it's like I, I do feel that it it is upfront about a lot of the things that it wants to say and mm-hmm. but gosh you know it just sucks you know I think just you know a, a victim of just very poor marketing where y- you wouldn't have any idea nor would you be prepared to kind of you know 
get those sorts of takeaways from the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, I agree. I think that it's, yeah, it's a super smart movie. Yeah. And that's why I struggle so much because fuck, you know, this, you know, like with Barbarian, it's like, I feel like this has a lot to say, especially a lot to say to young men. And mm-hmm. but fuck, you're just like, oh, it just gets so kind of like bogged down by, you know, just the casual homophobia and racism and ableism in, in the dialogue. And I know it's all said by teenagers, you know, mm-hmm. right. But still, it's just like, fuck, you know, it's hard to be like, hey, watch, watch this and take this and this from it. But ignore this and this and this and this and this. So I it's, think it's you a can do bit... that, though, if you're. Yeah. I think especially for, and maybe I'm giving, maybe I'm giving young people way too much credit here. Normally I don't for the record, but um, as I get older, I just hate everyone who's younger. Um, But I feel like there's this like really great separation of, it's almost like compartmentalizing. Like if you watch something, you know, from like even, okay, here's a good example. Like how many people of color are in this movie even? There's the foreign exchange student. And then who else? Yep. Some extras. Like, yeah, if that. literally, if you're watching a film of a certain year, you may not even see anybody who looks like you, let alone talks like you, or they're just saying all the offensive things. So like, I feel like people are getting better at compartmentalizing. And like, I try to do my best to do that so that I can enjoy like the parts of the film that are really great and are really meaningful. Um, I read a couple of different articles on this movie. One of them was had a really like, I, I actually like saved it because I thought it was really interesting. So this is from a website, never heard of them, um, called reinventionjournal.org. And it's basically talking about like how this movie has aged like basically people it was not well received it didn't do well critically and now years later it's done really well so it's done well with the queer community it's done well you know with the horror community and with um females in general um but it gives this nice little snippet about like what it's a metaphor for and i don't know if karen kusama has verified this or cody diablo or diablo cody Um, But it says Jennifer's body is not about the horrors of female sexuality, but rather about how it's been horribly abused for the benefit of the male gaze and how women who have been represented as monsters are actually victims trying to survive the aftermath of their violation. And I thought that was really interesting. Like this, you know, obviously Jennifer is literally a demon monster succubus (laughs) in this movie, but... I do think it's really an interesting take on, you know, a victim coming out and saying this happened to me and people immediately attacking them rather than the actual attacker. So I thought that that was an interesting little snippet. And I read another article about just the, like the queer lens of this movie too. And like, it's, it's just all over the place, like (laughs) just a little bit all over the place. So Um, I was enjoying doing more, more research and, you know, like maybe we should fire the research team. We can talk about that later, but, um, I feel like I'm pulling a lot of weight here, (laughs) but yeah, it was fun. It was fun to read about it. No, I agree. I think that, and and that's why like watching the movie, like I don't, 
see i don't know i can i didn't read like jennifer is the antagonist of this movie mm-hmm. you know i mean like yes was she killing innocent people yes yeah. right because it's not like she goes after yeah. the band you know that's yeah. needy at the end yeah and but... they're there like they're so close by i would kill the shit out of them if i were her yeah, I know. They just they just come right back. It doesn't even matter yeah. to them. But, you know, it's it's yeah, I mean, I think the movie is exactly. It's about like, you know, taking advantage of this poor woman for their mm-hmm. career, right? And again, I really love how how you said then like I love how the article then, you know, frames that is yeah, being like she's not a monster, she's a victim of this awful fucking traumatic thing and when mm-hmm. you read it that way, it's like even if it comes out in monstrous ways, like yeah, ripping those poor dudes apart. She's literally you know? surviving. But also, yeah. let's not forget, too, that fucking low shoulder, this band, people think that they saved people and helped people get out of the building. No one actually saw that because it didn't happen. And everyone believes them and their heroes. So, like, that's the flip side of it, too, is that because they are... Well, they're all, they happen to all be white men and they're in a band. So people admire them already. Like they're like regarded as these heroes and they didn't do anything but kidnap this girl and had time to get a drink at the bar for her. Like it's it's just wild. So that's also really fun. And I, I didn't really think about that until this watch, like this, that girl in the classroom that like is defending them like being heroes. She wasn't there. She didn't see shit. There's no footage of it. Nobody saw it because it didn't happen, but everyone just believes it because it's easier. That band is also very much a snapshot of where we were in the aughts as far as this whole soundtrack. Because I've just heard so many and I've I've written songs like this, Jesus Christ, that just sounds so (laughs) like it's that big fucking emo whiny you know like let me solve your your ruins let me lead you through the whatever <laughs> you know if you just knew that i'm the one like i'm the <laughs> like mm-hmm. i'll fix you like and yeah. all of those i just so many of those bands and those songs where they come off these like these big like ballads or whatever just are always like have that underline of like real creepiness too mm-hmm. you know and this very like I don't know. It's it's still like a very misogynist kind of thing, but I, I love uh, the way they're dressed. I love oh, Jesus. their, oh, their style is so of that time. And like the eyeliner, the hair, it's so yeah. good. Yeah. It's, it's really good. And Adam Brody's really good in this movie. I really love him in this movie. Like as, as that villain, like he's, he's very entertaining. Dang, between between this screen four and ready or not, he's knocking on the door of IL status. Um he was I, in Scream I, Four? Yeah, he's one of the police officers, him and Anthony Anderson. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh, you're right. Yes. Yeah. So he gets at he's I think he no. might I think he just earned an in, an industry legend. I think so. Hey, we I can think we'll, so. we'll we'll throw it out. Um yeah, that, but why? I just don't understand that plan, though. Like, did they mean to set this bar on fire? I'm assuming that that was their distraction to take her. But I mean, we all know that people can be kidnapped without burning down a bar. So um, she seemed pretty eager to go with them. Like, I mean, I think she would have. Yeah. 
went with I think them she would have went with them willingly. Yeah. I know. Like they would have been like, come on, come in the van. And she would have been like, okie dokie. Like, so I think also maybe, okay, this could be me like way overthinking this. She seems like she's almost like hypnotized when they're singing, like when he's singing. So maybe he had some sort of magic spell that he was working. Right. Like, and that's what I wasn't entirely sure of. And the, and the movie doesn't say it explicitly, like when they're outside of the bar and it's on fire and everyone's dying, you know, and she's just in this trance and it's like, well, you know, is mm-hmm. this, is this red is like just, you know, a very traumatic experience and she's just in shock or, I mean, I don't know. I mean, she bought the drinks, so she wasn't, you know, she wasn't looked necessarily that she way. Was roofied or she, something, but like. She looked that way before the bar even started burning down she looked like she was in a trance but then he remember he feeds her like a cocktail like he's like here drink this like drink this up like my interpretation of that was that that drink was drugged like he had it ready for her i love how um just needy thinking that she's like coming to her friend's defense you know when she's like you know huffing and puffing like i'll go to the pinball machine you know and then hears adam brody like talking and, and doesn't understand exactly what it is that he's yeah you know getting at is it like yeah. you know oh I'm, I'm finding somebody for the satanic ritual not yeah, you yeah. know needy thinking like just someone you know oh i know this type and this and this and this and this yeah and then needy's just like well <laughs> jokes on you she is a virgin yeah <laughs> and thinking that she's like coming to her friend's defense and all of this and then even but i just thought it was interesting where like i mean i guess I don't know. So because even like Megan Fox is saying like pretty openly, just like, oh no, 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 I'm not. You know, yeah. <laughs> like when Needy's talking to her like seconds later, you yeah. know. Well, but, I think um, she did that because she was thinking they wanted someone who was experienced. Like she yeah. was misreading the situation. And yeah, like it they make it very clear that Jennifer is not a virgin. Even like the Chris Pratt's character is a cop that she's sleeping with. So she's definitely not a virgin, but I I love that her not being a virgin is just like the pun, the punishment for her not being a virgin is completely on her, not on the band or the people doing the sacrifice. Like in my opinion, if I were Satan and that happened, I'd be like, y'all fucked up. I'm going to kill all of you. Not her. She's just here. You should have made sure. That's the other thing too, where I'm like, hold on, you know, and and granted, yeah. like, you know, I'm I'm poking holes in this for fun. I don't expect yeah, a whole lot not? of this to track, but I'm like, so she's not a virgin, but you still got like all the fame that you wanted. So you didn't even do the ritual. It says right. when she does her research montage, it yeah. she and she reads it to Chip, they still get the perks of it, and I'm like, okay. So that means that anyone could just do a satanic ritual incorrectly and still reap the benefits. Yeah. That seems wild. That doesn't seem, yeah, that doesn't seem right. I don't like that. Yeah. They should have just not been famous and then come back to town to be like, why the fuck didn't this work? Even though I do like the idea that if someone who is like, who's a part of a virgin sacrifice isn't a virgin they get to become a demon succubus. Yeah. Even though I know, I'm pretty sure that is not how you make a succubus. I don't think so. I don't think you make one. Aren't aren't they just a mythical creature that already, like that exists? I think so. 
to make an incubus, you need five guys with dreads and a good groove. You had that one in your back pocket, huh? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I, but I like that where I'm just like, Hey, you can tell me, Hey, that's how you make a succubus. I'm like, Hey, cool. I believe that. That's awesome. Cool. Let's let, yeah. her, let her start just fucking eating people, which she does, which I enjoy, you know, that yeah. poor, um, what was it? Jo- Jonah or Jonas? The court, the football player. Yeah. Yeah. That was, He's all sad was, about his friend. <laughs> I know. I did think it was really funny. It's just like these like just dumb little jokes where like, you know, you see her in the distance walking um, to one side of him and then it like cuts to straight ahead and then she comes in at the other side. Yeah. And just walks over and says, hey, Jonah. Hey, Jonas. You know, whatever. Yeah. Um, And just, <laughs> you know, I heard his last words and he just thought it'd be cute that you and me to be, would be together, you know, and this and this and this. And then all of the, and then the weird, like, Snow White situation with like all the woodland creatures, like yeah, just to, watching. Like, watch them, like yeah, that sure. would that would be very interesting. Um, I know I like that. She's like, they want to see the show. <laughs> like, I'd be like, are are some of these going to attack us? Like, some of these animals are like not friendly ones. Um, does it bother you? This is totally off topic of what we were talking about. Does it bother you? Because we talked about this um, not that long ago of the beginning being the ending. I mean, it's not the true ending of this movie, but does it bother you that it starts off with needy, like institutionalized? Yeah, I wasn't tell- I wasn't sure if this was like, like a behavioral institution or if it mm-hmm. was prison. like a correctional yeah correctional facility you know it looks like Um, it's something in between like maybe like violent offenders who are like being treated for like some sort like if they pleaded insanity or something like that it's it's like i'm not against like that that trope of starting like of you know like that narrative trope of doing that um this one i was just kind of like i just think the movie's too mean to needy you know um yes and, and no i have some thoughts about that i don't know and then it just introduces all this like other stuff at the end where like now in here are the rules where you can kind of get some powers but mm-hmm. maybe well, i don't know but maybe that could be framed as like how that trauma wears off on you know or how it reverberates i don't know maybe it's a mm-hmm. metaphor for that i'm not sure but yeah i i mean i like some of it even though like again starts with you know like a casual racism towards uh raymundo um but i did like how she's a kicker i thought that was pretty fun mm-hmm. um yeah. i don't know why that staff member thought it was a good idea to come up and just start fucking like no being like well you need her. to be doing this and this and this and this and i'd be like ah. she kind of got it you know had it coming that's that, i love that, that, that part that i love when she kicks her and says like what is she saying something something fuck you i forget um, it's pretty fun it's pretty good i i do like that this movie also starts off really like fast like you don't spend a lot of time with them before jennifer is taken over so that's really fun so okay so here's my here's my bone to pick with needy and why um I'm not saying that this is her responsibility because, you know, the band is at fault here. They're the bad guys, right? But, 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 but. I have gone out with many friends 
I have helped them when they are drunk. I've helped them when they are high. I've helped them when they are possibly drugged. And never, never have I let my friend go with some random guy, let alone a group of random guys in a van. I was very disappointed with her character. Just like she was like almost frozen. So maybe she was in shock, but I was very disappointed with her character because maybe I'm just the mama bear of the group or the protector of the group always. But um, I've had a lot of situations where I was like, nope, that's not what's happening. And just like carted my friend off to the side. So disappointed that she didn't do better there, but she is a high school girl. Maybe she doesn't know all the rules of, you know, going out with your, you know, your fellow friends and keeping them, keeping them safe. But yeah, like it, I mean, it all happens very fast and like very quickly, but like she could have called the cops immediately and gotten their license plate number, like anything there could have been, I mean, the cops were probably already there. Um, so disappointed in her, not saying she deserves everything that's coming to her, but you know what? It's, um, at least, I mean, she did get powers out of it. That's pretty fun, but yeah. Pretty fun. Disappointing. I, I mean, even, you know, Chip's like, did you get the make and model? And she's like, what? Like, what yeah. do you want, Chip, an 89 rapist? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're like, if yeah. you knew the situation was that bad, you should have at least taken a mental snapshot of like, that car but also you don't even need to know the make and model because you know the fucking guys in the band like they're a, a band that is well known enough that like people went to go see them at a show so you can ask them you got a myspace and everything yeah they got a myspace exactly like you could say it was this band we should look into this like come on now it's kind of interesting narratively how the movie's structured where it's you know starts with you know a little bit of the end Mm -hmm. Then goes and covers essentially like two days, which is mm -hmm. like the night of the show. And then the day after mm -hmm. when the the quarterback's murdered. Mm -hmm. um, and then it jumps a month. Yeah. Which I forgot about. Which is a little strange. And I'm kind of like, I wonder why Jennifer like just waits a month or if she, or has she been killing people in that month in between? I don't think she fully realizes because she like when her and mm -hmm. needy have the conversation in the hallway, she seems confused. Like when she says her hair is limp and she's breaking out and she says she's like regular girls. I thought that was really funny. Um, but she doesn't seem to fully understand why that's happening. Yeah. So maybe once she figures like she figures out and she's having like that hunger, then that changes. So we've jumped fast forward a month and, you know, outside of naming him, we didn't talk about J.K. Simmons's character as this teacher <laughs> and like, what him. the fuck's, what the fuck's <laughs> going on? I think this was definitely, you know, he was in Juno as well and he was yeah, getting yeah. that and he was like, he's probably just like, fuck yeah, I'll I kill love you him in this movie. It gives me a lot of his, his character gives me a lot of vibes, um, that mean girls like he's kind of like the tim meadows character yeah also instead of having a broken arm he has a hook for a hand, yeah <laughs> which they never explain. they never address he just has the hook for the hand yeah you know which which i mean hey and if anything that's just like maybe that's just being inclusive right yeah a little um, representation there random but it's there so maybe trying to create like a net neutral for 
some of the awful everything else (laughs) yeah um but yeah he's got a he's really interesting um (laughs) his whole vibes all over the place but yeah again this band is like willing to come back a month later and like oh yeah we'll play your prom of in the town that we murdered someone i would never go back there yeah and why would they need to unless it's like a monkey's paw situation where (laughs) you know you're famous but your fame will always have to be tied to this town and we'll have to keep dragging you back Mm. and you're gonna have to keep risking it each time like that maybe sure i I mean maybe that's the price you pay for not actually finding a virgin i guess maybe you know i just still think you know that They, they should not have gotten the fame that's that's fucked defeats the whole purpose or just some fuck, yeah, again, or just some more clear, like, f- fucked up, turned on its head, monkey yeah. paw version of it, yeah. right? Where it's like, oh, it's because you fucked up the, but then even just by fucking it up, like, it's still like, yeah, well, it's still a better, better situation than we were before. So, uh, yeah. you know, it still kind of works. Um, gosh. And then the next big death is Kyle Gallner. Um, mm-hmm. Kyle Gallner in this movie. Is this the same year of the Nightmare on Elm Street remake? No, that was that later. After? No, I want to say that that like falls into. Oh yeah, I guess this was two thousand nine. Um, I want to say that was the early like twenty tens. It's so bad. Yeah, that one is really bad. But he's did in that you watch one too. it? Did you finally watch it? I did, and yeah, it is, oh, it is. It it's twenty ten. Yeah. Yeah. So he's been popping up in a bunch of these lately. I um he's a funny guy <laughs> this movie um no i don't see okay maybe this is me maybe i'm totally off base here but his character like clearly is supposed to represent like a, a very like clear group and like click and style trend whatever you want to call it of teenager that doesn't seem like the type that would like be bold enough to just go up to Jennifer and ask her on a date. Like he'd be asking out the other, like the emo girls, like in the little punk girls and goth girls. Like he wouldn't be like, just like, fuck it. I'm going to go up to the most popular cheerleader in school and just ask her on a date. If anything, he should hate her more because she's a cheerleader. I'm going to need some black nail polish. I'm going to need a streak (laughs) of green through the hair. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna need a tie, a loose tie. Yes, that you're the wearing. ties were yeah. big, everyone. People were just wearing ties. <laughs> Not in a business setting. Yeah. It was, it was Avril Lavigne <laughs> just set that going for it. Was a, oh, it was an fuck. absolute look. It was so bad. brought down from Canada. I hate it so much. We'll tell our grandkids that that's what business casual was. <laughs> Avril Lavigne. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. Business casual in the aughts. <laughs> was, uh, was those low, low cut jeans um <laughs> and so, a tie so now i'm gonna i'm gonna ask the question to you kyle i'm gonna flip it to you if you were in kyle gallner's uh position where you've been invited by this beautiful girl that clearly you're interested in and she gives her address to her home and you're driving up to a property that clearly is abandoned or the construction's not probably abandoned because there's rats, right? I mean, likely that you're going to get laid 
not murdered in this situation. But if you approached this property, would you have just like walked in even if you saw that light in the window? Like we had cell phones. Like what what would you do? I feel like I've met people in the middle of the night in strange abandoned places in high school before. So Oh my god, I think I, you're right. So <laughs> I think I, I have too. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> so I'm kind of like, I mean, is it like if if you're on the quest to get fucked yeah Yeah, you know yeah yeah teenagers do have to find interesting places to get it done that's true exactly so good point i I don't know what kyle gallner's home situation is so (laughs) right that's a good point but (laughs) yeah he gets he gets uh jesus yeah he gets gets, uh, gets fucked up yeah. yeah, and it's funny, and it's and it's shown at the same time as Amanda Seyfried um, or Needy having sex with Chip. Um, Can we talk about their their sex scene? Absolutely. Okay, that's great too. I actually think that's one of the most realistic teenage sex scenes I've seen in a movie. Am I wrong? Think about like all the teenager sex we see in these horror movies and how experienced they all look and how they're just bouncing around, tits flowing everywhere, like in tents and wherever. Like this is awkward. And like you hear oh like God. the condom like snap back at him and like just all of it. First of all, you you need to like really go out <laughs> of your way to like snap it like that cartoonishly like Come that, on. I think. But it's... <laughs> Oh my God. When <laughs> she's like, you know, blood's dripping from the ceiling on her face. That incredible shot of Megan Fox, like, like sitting like Spider-Man, like, just, yes. oh my, just staring she at her. She looks so her. good. Smiling looks, with that like bloody smile. Oh, oh. Looks so fucking good. But then yeah. like, you know, she's like, ah, or, you know, uh, Needy's like, you know, reacts. And then <laughs> yeah. Chip's like, did I hurt you? am i too big yeah like this, this, but he's like, like kind this. of smirking he's like am i too big and you're just like oh my god dude like you know that's and not just what's like happening that, that idea of men where it's just like oh it's okay if it means that i have something i can be proud of your pain is okay yeah <laughs> but of course you know yeah just it's that i just thought that whole scene was really funny and then of it course, is really fun and then her just uh and then back to jennifer just just hollowing out just in the insides of Kyle Carter, yeah just, just slurping up him. slurping up his blood oh, oh my gosh yeah it it is interesting to me that is also where they introduce this strange connection that they have between the two of them so like she she was like almost visualizing that you know something something was happening with jennifer and someone else because it happens again in the end when she's making out with chip like she like like tastes him like on her own lips like um needy does like in the dance so i think that's like a weird unaddressed thing but it's kind of fun that they have like this like when they're doing something sexual they are like like merged almost see and here i thought that was just female friendships no, that's not how it works, unfortunately. <laughs> all just like intrinsically just connected. It's like it's like how like trees can talk to each other. You know, I think I saw a TED talk on that once. <laughs> but that's exactly how it works. Yes. I yeah. also this is a sidebar. I love that they call each other Monistat and Vagisil. <laughs> yeah. Like 
<laughs> I thought that was pretty fun. That's a that's a fun little fun little joke. Yeah, like I said, like this, you know, it <laughs> the problem is that like a lot the writing's like really clever and really funny. Yeah. And it's 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 a really fun movie um by a lot of respects just yeah mm-hmm. still just weathering through just some of the rougher stuff um so gosh you know at this point you know they connect back at the room and i think this is the the part where they kiss right where and megan fox is explaining after to she her, kills kyle gallner and then yeah. she like is all freshened up so before she explains to her that's when they kiss and yeah can I just say, um, reading about this was really interesting too, because both um actresses said that they like felt like their chemistry was like incredible and that they like definitely did feel attracted towards each other. And they think that helped with like the actual like on-screen kissing. So I was like, that's awesome. But also it is very, very sexy. Like that kiss, that like close-up of their mouths and their tongues is extremely, extremely sexy. I love it. Um, and it was supposed to be a more intense like sex scene, like an actual sex scene, and they decided to cut that. I remember reading somewhere where like I just read like mixed things where like Amanda Seyfried said it once where like she wasn't very comfortable doing it and everyone felt like it was still kind of like exploitive a little bit. And of course, you know, the trailers, they just run wild. Oh, the trailers. That the, yeah. That's the only thing I remember. And maybe it's just because my dumb teenage boy minder. So I was 22 when this movie came out. y'all. Uh, so that's <laughs> Yo, all I remembered yeah. from the marketing was, was that. And uh, hmm. so, yeah, so, I mean, but then also it's like, I think it, Makes a lot of sense because again, it's you know that you you establish early on that where does that friend, best friend, and potential lover, where's that line mm-hmm. kind of get a little mixed coming from Needy's sense? And then also mm-hmm. let's be mindful, like Megan Fox is a succubus, and that is the whole yeah. fucking point. And yeah. it makes sense that it could work on Needy as well, right? I don't think a succubus. Absolutely only preys on men but i don't know i think they actually do specifically prey on men but i don't think that means that they can't prey on women i think they just know men are shitty so they go for them yeah yeah so and probably more easily fooled honestly because she does stop her and say like i need an explanation yeah it's waiting this long for megan fox to be like oh yeah this is what happened because she she shares it pretty casually. Like, yeah, I'd be like, we're best friends. Like, you should have shared this shit right away. Yeah. And one thing, you know, I forgot to bring up, you know, the, I forget the name of this town, Devil's Devil's Kettle. Mm. Something like that. Yeah. Great name, by the way. Yeah, um, that's great. I did like how so the whole thing is based off this waterfall that just goes down this portal yeah. to nowhere yeah. or it's just really deep right is, is, is yeah. a joke but i do like how they introduce just the casual supernaturalness yeah already in the beginning yeah and it's almost like kind of like weird like might have been almost like a wes anderson shot of like and i think wes anderson like only thinking in the terms of like you know cutting to when you have like a voiceover describing something and then cutting over to just, you know, just people in suits, just dropping like tennis balls down. The, yeah. Uh, the portal. <laughs> it, it gave me kind that of Wes fun. Anderson vibes there, yeah. but um, yeah, gosh, I don't know where I was going with all of that, but yeah, she does just very, just casually. And then mm-hmm. I guess that's when the timeline jumps back to, you know, providing some backstory and showing what happened that night with her mm-hmm. in the band. Um, I, 
really dumb joke where it was like a oh, Bowie knife and someone else in the band goes, Bowie, cool. Yeah. Or something yeah. like that. Because every time I think of, every time I hear Bowie knife, I think of David Bowie. How many other of Bowies course. are there? I and what other? can't think of one other. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the, I like the way that that scene plays out as like, as terrifying it as it is for the, for her character, like how casual and like, just they're like, we, we need to make this happen. Like one girl is nothing in the grand scheme of things. And you even have the one, the one that says Bowie, like about the knife and is like, cool. Like he has like doubt, like, should we be doing this? Like he kind of like, kind of gives like the most half ass like pushback just so he can say that he said we shouldn't do this but still goes along with it you know when they they're like singing and making a joke out of it um yeah i i really like it i think adam brody's so good at playing bad like playing a shitty guy he's really good at that i never saw that what's that show he's in is it it's not one tree hill it's some other one. There's oh, the like OC. Going around. The OC, right. And Chris yeah. Pratt was on that too for at least a couple episodes. And then maybe like Veronica Mars too. I get them all mixed up. But I think there's that meme of like him just like being like a very big Death Cab for Cutie fan and just mentioning Death Cab like all the fucking time. But that's funny. But I I, I love, I, I think the only thing I saw Adam Brody in for a while was probably Scream 4 and then Ready or Not. And yeah. Then, well, and of course, you know, this, but. Yeah. Well, he's also in um, he's in Shazam, in the second Shazam. If you've ever seen that. Oh, have you? The first, the first one's so good. The first is one is it? so fun. I fucking love it. And like, I'm not a superhero movies person, but I watched it for the sake of watching something with my son, and I love that movie. The second one is not very good, but Adam Brody's always a delight. Honestly, he he makes it more fun. I think I saw in a poster that Megan Good is in Shazam too, and I'm just stoked she's still getting work. Yeah, good for her. Yeah, she's great. She is. Mm-hmm. I think I think I brought her up during House of Wax. She's not in House of Wax, but yeah. So of course they don't do it right. So she's alive or well undead, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then poor Ahmet, right? She's like, does anyone? Uh, oh yeah, does anyone, does know, anyone you know you're alive? <laughs> That's just so like, fucked. Just, just so like just you know has no ideas our like, guy no nah, i don't think so yeah I'm just, I'm just happy to be alive look at me i'm here yeah because he's in <laughs> shock he's like coughing like clearly he was in that building for a long time and the the low shoulder song the through the trees song that like plays the whole time like i just love every time it comes on like needy's reaction to it she just fucking hates that song and yeah. like they're like singing it at the vigil like it's so cheesy but very feels very real for sure well we're thinking so she gives the backstory this is when we cut over to again i love a great library research scene yes um, research montage i love it our library is an occult section yeah it's very small First first time anyone's ever asked that, even though so many libraries have occult sections for some reason, which is great. So Someone asked down- it in an episode of Buffy. They're like, That's we do great. have a large occult section. The entire library at Sunnydale <laughs> is, it's all occult books. Pretty like, much. Does he, yeah. Like, does he, is there like a YA section? Like, does Giles also have to like, I don't know. Oh, he definitely does. Track like 
I don't know, whatever, some bullshit in high school. Yeah. High schoolers read. I don't know. And that's really fun. It's his full-time job. Gotta pay the bills. Yeah. What happens when he well never mind. Uh, we'll 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 get into our we'll save our, that for another day. <laughs> we'll save that for our for our, our Buffy our, podcast. I was gonna say our Giles podcast. It's only about Giles. <laughs> just just specific. He has a very rich history, so I'd be into that. And a lovely singing voice. Yes, he does. Oh, Anthony Stewart had mm, yes. Yeah. So um where were we <laughs> so research she montage. does the research finds out like okay here's here's what we know about succubuses succubi whatever what have you she's going to chip chip believe her when she says that shit's going down he is still being like that's why i'm just like chip you know like there's some little minor dumb little grievances where you know at the beginning of the movie when she's like getting dressed going to the show he's like being judgy about how she looks and shit and mm-hmm. then he gets all being like you know he is lime green jello by the way like megan fox is absolutely fucking right <laughs> and then like towards like here at the end you know like to now he's still fucking not believing her being like you need to get help this and this and this so she's like all right fine, we're fucking over then i'm breaking up with you but really to protect him a little bit too but it's obviously, definitely obviously to that protect him it's definitely to protect him but i think the thing for me is like clearly they genuinely care about each other and they love each other. Like they've got feelings there. Now, whether it were a friend, family member, or someone who I like romantically love, like my husband, if they just started saying outrageous over the top things out of nowhere, and it always been completely normal, I would definitely, before I just said like, Oh, that's not true. You're crazy. Like get your shit together. I would definitely like, be like, you know, why don't you tell me more? Why don't, why don't we try to investigate this a little bit and be supportive? And then if it's true, I was supportive the whole time and I did the right thing. And if it's not true, I then can get you help. Like either way, it's a win-win in my mind, right? Yeah, and he's all focused on like, about the corsage, that shit was twelve dollars. I love that kid. line. That feels very true to high school. He's like, it was twelve dollars. Also, corsages even then were not twelve dollars. They're fucking tripping. Not the yeah. ones I was buying, at least they were fucking expensive. Dang, you're buying your own corsages? Oh, <laughs> yeah. you just fucking out Joel? God damn. Wait, <laughs> maybe he did buy the corsage. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. remember. I don't even remember how any of that shit worked. Why were we? Why are we wearing flowers? it was nice and it felt nice i like wearing a boutonniere oh, of course <laughs> see i think i bought my own boutonniere though because so they would like i think match. you're supposed to yeah. yeah yeah i think so which is yeah. you know. you're supposed to buy both yeah yeah woe is woe is men you know for <laughs> what we have the 12 dollars we what, have to what, spend what the what society puts you through the interesting thing about this last act is it's weird to have I mean, like, it's very common for a high school movie to end at a dance, mm-hmm. but like nothing happens at the dance. Like she goes like, you know, no, the dance is totally safe and fine. They should have just gone to the dance. Should have just gone to the dance. And then there's also this weird. Keep your eyes on your man, girl. Keep your eyes on your man. Always. That's, that's, what, I was, that's what I was like. I don't know. Breaking up with him was the best. Yeah. Was... He's still a target no matter what at that point. I'm watching, um, I'm having it play on the background, but you know, it's that scene between Chip and his mom where mm. she's yeah, giving him the pepper spray. And yeah, she's yeah. like, there's some sicko who likes boys out there. 
Yeah, (laughs) exactly. He's like, don't worry, mom. I'm, you know, I have this and don't worry. And this is where I'm going to be. And Mm -hmm. yeah, just kind of interesting again, you know, just kind of like the, the gender swap of that conversation. Um, and what was this pool out in the middle of, was it like a golf course or something? Don't even try to skip ahead of chip being shitty. We need to talk about chip being shitty before we get to this pool. Yeah. Cut it out. Go for it. Okay. Here's the thing with Chip. You've got Jennifer making up a blatant lie about Needy and whatever the fuck Kyle Gallner's uh, character's name is um, sleeping together, right? And again, like, I'm going to, I'm going to give you this, this option and I want you to be honest, like, you know, think about if you were a teenager If you had that information, like you found out that your girlfriend was sleeping with someone else on the regular, would that then prompt you to make out and possibly have sex with her best friend then? Like, I'd just be like, thanks for sharing that information. I'm pretty upset. Like, this isn't a revenge situation for me. Mm, Yeah, I think so. Teenage boys do stupid shit. Yeah, and she is a demon succubus. So I, I I would hope that she's given a little bit of a mystical, you know, pressure on him a little bit. But maybe I didn't think of it from that angle. Yeah. But I can't say an immediate hard I <laughs> You're like, I can't give a hard no to that. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. It just feels very forced. Yes, I agree. Now, would I do yeah. that in that situation? Likely not. Yeah. But and and look where it got him in a creepy pool would you want to be in there between this i guess really i'm only thinking of like this and the faculty it follows years later and then also i guess Mm. what was supposed to be the original scene of idle hands what's up with every high school Mm. horror movie ending at a pool i know weird and they're they're always indoor pools too i think um i feel like the one at our high school was outdoors because southern california have you ever been to the the pool at our high school? Do you know yeah. where it is? Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Oh, geez. Yeah, I know where it is. I was just saying, it's an outdoor pool. Have you been in that pool before? Fuck no. I'm not going in that yeah. pool with those disgusting water polo boys. Sorry if any of you are listening. Yeah, I, um, <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen that pool in real life or let alone gotten in it. Maybe it's, it's whatever, but I was just like, do schools have pools? And then I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I think my high school did. And then our was water like, polo remember, team actually was, was pretty good. I don't yeah. know if you knew that. Well, you were just talking shit on them, so I would have. <laughs> you know, it just it caught just, them dirty. The chlorine damage to their hair just always concerned me. Just it was that so much time in chlorine. Well, that's why all of them had like like curly kind of bleached hair <laughs> yeah because they were all yeah. in that fucking pool that's why that's how you knew someone was a water polo player yep 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 but or at least at our high so school good. so but. definitely i think it's i feel like that is probably a common theme probably i do love that chip dies i like that they didn't save him yeah i think so too not because i like wanted him to die or anything but i think it made the stakes higher and i don't think she would have killed jennifer had chip not been killed that line from him would almost be sweet if he wasn't 
an asshole up until that point where I think he was like, you know, I think I died before you got here, but you know, oh, I woke yeah. up when you arrived or something like that. I woke up when I heard your voice or whatever. So he was like already dead, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. The back and forth between her and um, Jennifer's really good. It's like- Oh, that's like the best <laughs> argument. That is the best argument ever. It's so good because that feels that I think is the only like conversation that feels like 100% like a real conversation between two high school girls even the slang feels right. Like all of it feels right to me. It's good. She's just hovering. It's not that impressive. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but, um, and then I guess, you know, the challenge for me in this movie is I, I feel like it kind of stutters a little bit, you know, and stumbles across the finish line because what, oh, interesting. I mean, what maybe you would think would be this last set piece here at the pool kind of ends with a little bit of a thud, you know, where he's got, you know, you know, she's able to pull him out. Jennifer comes back in mm-hmm. and they do the whole back and forth. And then he puts the pole through her. That's when mm-hmm. you know she finally puts an end to chip um, and then leaves. And then it comes back over to Jennifer's bedroom. Mm-hmm. Right. Where There's she, a- there's a couple things that don't make sense to me there because Jennifer looks like she hasn't eaten in a while in like when she's in her room, right? right? Like she like has the bags under her eyes, like that sort of thing. And I'm like, didn't you like just drink and like take a big chunk out of chip? Like, even if that doesn't get you to the next day, I mean, you should be good for an hour, girl. Like and eat Kyle. She ate Kyle Gullner, like what? Like a not day that long ahead? ago. Yeah. Mm. I, I, so I like the, um, the transition of you have that big set piece, you see needy lose chip and just like go into full rage mode. So it's almost like what turns her into like the person she's, you see in the beginning of the movie is his death and that like ultimate betrayal, but I also really like the visuals of their fight in the bed. Like, I also like that they're fighting in the bed. I think that's fun. Um, but when she, like, lifts her up and, like, the fall that they both have. So you see, like, Jennifer falling and then she, like, you know, Needy falls, like, on top of her and stabs her. I think that's super fun. I also love that she says, <laughs> I think my favorite line is she says, do you get all your... <laughs> Your, your murder weapons from the hardware store? God, you're butch. I love that line so much. I think it's so good. Um, But I really like that. I like that she murders her and then the mom like walks in. Like that's all really fun to me. Um, I, I really liked the ending of this movie, this go around. Well, and it's also just kind of funny where like, you know, when the mom comes in, I kind of, I, I forget that I'm like, these are just two like teenage girls and Jennifer yeah. probably still has a mom, but I'm like, I don't know how often we saw her. Jennifer's family. And like, mm-hmm. you're like, Oh yeah. Huh? I bet she probably has this family yeah. too that we just didn't even think about. And then needy certainly wasn't thinking about when she goes into mm-hmm. her room and kills her, you know, Yeah. but so it's pretty, um, I don't know. Maybe I think I was expecting. Yeah. Like maybe like a, like a bigger set piece, you know, yeah. but I, I think maybe That's that, fair. Maybe there is something to that, you know, that, of course, intimate in the bed mm-hmm. kill, mm-hmm. right? She penetrates her in the bed. 
right literally like that's yeah kind of kind of fun um yeah and then i like the you know they show her getting bit and then reveal that she has the powers you know like she's floating like that's all super fun i i'm glad that she got something out of it um and then the end end of this movie i think is extra fun Oh, going after the band afterwards and her breaking out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was, pretty. you know, it, it was pretty fun. I'm like, it was again, it was like, you know, I said it earlier. I'm like, I don't know. I feel like this movie is a little too mean to needy. But then also I'm like, this this movie is being way too nice to that fucking band. I was like, even after yeah. all that, the band is just going to play there. They were just being safe and having fun at that fucking prom. And yeah. they're off on being their whole fucking bullshit fucking selves. And yeah. I do... I would have liked a full scene of her just murdering the shit out of all of them instead of maybe like the in the in the credits and snapshots mm-hmm. of and the screams off camera and stuff like that. But still, ultimately, um, I thought that was I liked I liked wrapping it up that way. At least her yeah. getting revenge. And then also like, ah, hey, you know, whatever does eventually she got revenge her. for her. Yeah. Yeah. I, and for I herself think, too. And recognizing yeah. that it's not just, you know, Megan Fox. They cause all of that go little upstream mm-hmm. and you got these fuckers, you know, that were the start of all of it. I wonder if that is maybe I'm giving the movie more credit, but um, I wonder if that's like part of the message there, too, of you're in a situation where Jennifer could have easily gotten revenge on this band. They're in town. She knows they're going to be there. Like, she could have easily killed all of them all at once, right? But instead, she's taking it out on her friend and other other people, like, and, you know, having just a whole other set of things going on. Like, she's not actually addressing the direct, like, aggressor and, like, trauma directly. She's, like, misdirecting it even as a succubus like she's putting it in all these different directions and she could just go straight for them but i mean in that like she definitely still has teenage girl attributes like you know you see her kind of crying when she's putting on her makeup before the dance like that i like that little mirror shot um of her like rubbing the foundation over her face and i feel like that is like a moment where they kind of show you like she definitely is having some trauma and some PTSD and like there's feelings there still, even though she is like a monster um, or has become a monster. Like, I don't know. I was thinking about that. I'm like, maybe, maybe that's why she didn't go directly for them. Cause I mean, in real life that's, that happens. Yeah, no, I think that's absolutely valid reading. Um, I also well, like that. She says my tit when she gets stabbed. <laughs> In the heart. He's my tit. <laughs> That's great. Um, well, gosh, that brings us to the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple quick points. Um, kind of going back through my notes. Um, when Chip is being lime green jello and talking shit on Melody Lane, saying that everyone there has a mustache. I checked. No one there has mustaches. I watched when I watched both. Did you was, really? You went yeah, through both. No one has a mustache. So come on, Chip. You are lime green wow. jello, dude. Um, and then also Did when... anyone say salty? Like I've never heard people use salty that way. 
oh salty and like that they're sexy and attractive like yeah. they're salty no like salty's always been like you know yeah. meaning that you're all fucking like, that you're like jello sassy. You know? yeah <laughs> so yeah salty just a little bit a little, little bit of you know twinge to it but um mm-hmm. the other thing too is when they are in school uh jennifer and needy and this is the night after Jennifer like first shows up and she's like eating the rotisserie chicken from the Boston market. Oh and yeah. yeah throwing that. up all the fucking black bile and all of that. Um, and then it cuts to the next day, like Jennifer being like, yeah, I'm totally fine. Like what's going on, you know? And then of course, then it cuts to that, like, Ooh, just uh, almost like Harley scene of a uh, needy, just sobbing, crying. And she's I know, cleaning. That's all so of terrible. And then it cuts to another shot of her in the kitchen, just sobbing, crying, just like over like, and then you see like a Swiffer jet, you know, just leaning over there. Just, I just thought <laughs> that was good. so funny. Just yeah. crying over a Swiffer jet. But um, yeah, I, before we get into boost scores, of course, um, you know, I've got a couple teen choice awards we can, we can bring up. I want, I want to hear some, uh, some uh, taglines. Do we have any? You know, I thought that this one would be like heavy on the taglines because like there's so many different ways you could go. I could only find one. Like I mm. searched high and low. I could only find one and you're probably familiar with it. She's evil and not just high school evil. That's the only one. I yeah, feel like they could line. have done so many fun puns. Like, I don't know, maybe I can't come up with any off the top of my head. So they were they were too busy just showing her swimming naked in the lake on the trailers. They were like, we don't need taglines. That's the tagline. Yeah. yeah. Um all right. Get one. get into your teen choice awards, your new, your new obsession. I know. It's only if they come up, they're they're they'll if they're there. But you know, so you have choice movie actress uh for horror and thriller. Um, she won. Now let's mm. be fair. Now I think she would have she she absolutely deserved it. It was a week. Um it was a weak year because you've got Adrena Partridge for Sorority Row, the remake. Mm. You've got Katie Cassidy from Nightmare on Elm Street, not the uh other woman that's the lead. Um, because the movie, honestly, it should have been Katie Cassidy. Like everything yeah. about her is the most interesting part of the movie, and then she dies, and you're like, Why am I even watching this? Yeah. Rooney Mara. And then um rumor rumor Willis um for Sorority Row as well. I just don't remember oh, that yeah. remake of Sorority Row. I don't remember um, it well. Michelle Williams for Shutter Island was also nominated. Oh. Shutter Shutter Island was fine. It's just one of those movies where it's like, again, just with the, the marketing of that movie where it's like, oh, you know, it's about this guy investigating an insane asylum and it's a twist you'll never see coming. I'm like, what? Is he an inmate or something? Or is he yeah? And yeah. then yep. Sorry, all spoilers. Shutter, for Shutter Island. Island. I'm like, I've I've seen an episode of Twilight Zone, dude. I, I, exactly. Yeah, fuck, it's you know? it's not a surprise at all. It was just, um, and then I forget who else was nominated for this movie. I think it was like, oh, Adam Brody was nominated for choice actor, hmm. um, but lost to Leonardo DiCaprio for Shutter Island. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Micah Sloat for Paranormal Activity and Jackie Earl Haley for mm. Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, and Those then Penn, Penn Badgley for The Stepfather. Do you remember The Stepfather? For that year? I don't think I ever watched. I don't think I watched the remake because that was a remake, right? Yeah. So there's the older ones, which I saw a really long time ago. 
but geez, the rest of this, the rest of these fucking, you know, you got Vince Vaughn, one choice activist. Okay, sure. Um, you've got choice American Idol alums. So now we're at the point where oh, there's God. a specific category for American Idol <laughs> alumni. Then, and David Archuleta beat Kelly Clarkson, Chris Daughtry, Jennifer Hudson, and Carrie Underwood. Get the fuck out of here. Actually, um, I don't know much about David Archuleta. But- yeah, but we know the other ones are still wildly famous now like and yeah, what's even Daughtry's got that dumb band but uh, the rest of yeah. that the winners are all like it doesn't even matter what the category is they figured out a way to give it to either Robert Pattinson or Taylor Lautner that's also mm. where we were right now especially and that's why again why didn't they time. market this to the Twilight crowd yeah you know I feel like it other than you know like I, I get you know maybe this movie's a little too smart I don't know <laughs> but it's I just feel like I don't know. It all just would have been a very, I feel like that Venn diagram, I'm sure it's pretty, there's a lot it's of overlap also, now between people that like Twilight and this movie maybe, but I don't know. And like, and this movie is meant to be a horror comedy too, which as you're watching it, like, because like, I mean, the underlying theme is like pretty heavy. So it's kind of hard to remember that it's supposed to be a horror comedy. And I think a lot of the things that they think, think are funny or not the funniest parts of the movie if that makes sense like you know some of the terminology that they use like i'm like oh no that's not what's funny about this um so yeah it is a horror comedy and it feels very like campy in a time where i don't think that camp was really happening like when i think about like campy horror like it's before and after like it doesn't i can't think of anything else that wasn't super serious at yeah. this time, which is mm. fine. Those are good too. Yeah. So, but yeah, geez, uh, choice celebrity smile um, and choice hottie both went to Taylor Lautner, the choice celebrity or choice comedian. Ugh, that's all. Oh boy. Helen DeGeneres, Aziz Ansari, George Lopez. Oh boy. Choice celebrity smile. There were only two. I know people don't care when I talk about this, but I, hope I just, they again, do. It's just such a dumb, fun it's a time capsule into 2009. The Choice yeah. Celebrity Smile nominees were Taylor Lautner and Miranda Cosgrove. There were only two. They're like, we only need two. But also, like, there's so many celebrities that have beautiful smiles. Like, you couldn't find four, even. That seems wild. They just needed to create more categories so they could keep giving awards to them. <laughs> so, which. Hey, you know what? Fuck that. It, it worked. Might as well jump on that while you can. So, yeah. 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 I don't know. So, that's all I got. So, um, boo scores. Mm. Would you like to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Let's see. I, again, third time watching this movie, favorite time watching this movie. I definitely benefited from reading articles before I watched it. So that I like caught more of the subtext and um, I went into it thinking I was going to have a lower score, but as we've talked through it, hmm, I'm teetering between a three and a 3.5, but I think for the sake of the fact that I haven't revisited this movie a lot, giving it a four or like going closer to a four feels too generous. So I'm going to, I'm going to land it at a three. And I would I would recommend it to people who like horror, especially horror comedy, and 
also just things of this time, like movies of this time frame. I think it's a, a good encapsulation. Yeah, I think if it weren't for some of that language, I would give it a four. I think that knocks it down to, I'll give it a three and a half. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was really, I was really back and forth. The performances are great. Also, by the mm-hmm. way, like it's just when you also get like Loki, like, you know, just fucking, you know, great performances from like Amy Sedaris too. Also, yeah. who's fucking fantastic in this movie is the mom. Um I'm yeah, surprised you went 3.5, actually. You think it'd be lower or higher? I thought you would be lower. I I would have I probably would have pushed it to a 3.5 had I known, but I'm gonna be I'm gonna be consistent. I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it at a three. Um, but I will watch it again. I definitely will watch it again. Yeah, me too. And I agree. I think all of the acting is really great, especially with some of the lines given. Like I think they do a really great job. And I loved the ending. Like, I really enjoyed, like, watching it wrap up. I forgot that she ended up with powers. I remembered the revenge bit, but I forgot that she ended up with powers. So that was fun to see her just... Also, like, why did she wait so long to break out of that institution? (laughs) She clearly had no issues getting out of there. She just was hanging out, coming up with a plan, I guess. To see again, kind of just with that with that caveat, with that asterisk, I, I would still, you know, say there's a lot to get out of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, again, you know, yeah, the performance is really good, especially when it's just like, again, when the aughts were just so, eh, it was just tough with horror, especially mainstream horror, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. when you had your, your one-offs were like, you know, 28 days later, mm-hmm. paranormal activity, maybe, you know, um, the descent, you know. Um, is that mainstream let the right one i'm i guess not i guess but i'm thinking like that there are good examples of horror movies in the odds yeah yeah that are good i think there's a lot of them this one got a lot of hype and i think also got a lot of backlash you know i think sometimes those two can kind of come together Mm -hmm. a bit um but when i just think of like you know just best you know best actresses in horror movies or best roles in horror movies in that in that decade i don't know i think i would put megan fox like kind of in my top five for the, for this movie i think she carries it you kind of like we said she if if anyone's selling this dialogue in this movie the best it's her mm-hmm. um and yeah and and just like yeah the whole the whole vibe i just you know and of course me i'm always going to be more sympathetic to a horror comedy so always yeah yeah it just it's always fun yeah and i feel like there's always like tiny little things i'll pick up each time i watch it so yeah Mm -hmm. it's got a lot of rewatchability too so i'll stick with that three and a half yeah and she was 23 at the time of this movie not too good for her now she's like living her best life with uh who's that machine gun kelly i don't even know what his music sounds like but he just he just looks like someone i would never want to meet ever ever He looks terrible. She, on the other hand, though, wow, stunning still. Um, she's and so fashionable too. She always is like pristine. Um, okay, this is an interesting thing and very of the time. She wanted to like one, look more like a high schooler, and two, um, like be very thin for this movie. She got her weight down to 97 pounds for this movie like you'll notice she's very thin but i'm like 
I wonder how tall she is. That doesn't sound healthy. No, I mean, I'm, I am not that weight and I'm five foot even. I doubt she is shorter than me. So let's see. Okay. She's five, four. So five, four at 97 pounds is, that is very thin. That's very thin. That's, but to be fair, that's how much I weighed when I was 16 at at five foot. Yeah. (laughs) So, well, you know, but she looked like a 16 year old because of that. Like her body is very, very thin, but yeah, she also stayed out of the sun for like six months so that she could be extra pale to which I was like, has she ever been tanner? I was like, she is usually very fair. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm sorry. It's funny when somebody who's already like, a fairer skin stays out of the sun to be paler that to me is hilarious because like I have a natural tan and so when I'm staying out of the sun I look sickly like but that's that's just wild to me I mean I think I remember her looking more bronzy in the Transformers movies but I don't know Mm. how much of that is it's like makeup the Michael Bay filter and the makeup and (laughs) everything looked just kind of yeah, just kind of, I don't know, in those movies. They're really awful movies, those Transformers ones. I've only yeah. seen one and a half. I walked out of the second one. I was like, ah, oh, I'm good. But <laughs> I was never a big Transformers fan to begin with, so it's not No, me like... either. Me either. Yeah, so it wasn't like this, like, nostalgia thing. Yeah. Yeah, so. Hey, right. well, gosh, anything else you want to say before we wrap up? No, that was it. I shared all my my fun facts and tidbits. I really enjoyed watching this movie. I'm glad that we um, that we covered it, and I'm glad that we checked the box of female director, female writer. We'll have to see if we can find more of that duo situation. Yeah, hell yeah! All right, everybody, thanks for hanging out. We appreciate you as always. Next week, what do we got? A reanimator? Yeah, more Jeffrey yeah, Combs. Yeah. And I have been watching just random ass movies over the last couple weeks i just i always forget just how many movies barbara crampton's in so um so many things did you watch suitable flesh no not yet but it's on my queue and she's on that too but we were watching that uh 2011 movie you're next do you remember that Mm, one yeah she's the mom yeah so Mm -hmm. fucking i love your next spoiler alert we're gonna throw out some aisles um next week so take care everybody we appreciate you three two one ghost thanks for listening to our episode on jennifer's body if you're interested in our body of work you can give us a follow on instagram at three two one ghost pod find us wherever you listen to podcasts subscribe and don't forget to leave us a killer review You can shoot us an email to 321ghostpod at gmail.com to share any thoughts, comments, questions, or suggest a movie you'd like to hear us chat about. Next Tuesday, we'll be bringing you back to life with our episode on Reanimator. Thanks again for listening, and remember, Jennifer isn't the villain in this movie. Those fucking low-rise jeans are. 3, 2, 1, ghost. Ghost.